the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Let's listen to the words of the Holy Spirit in Philippians chapter 2 from verse 5. Philippians chapter 2 from verse 5 say, Let this mind, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let this mentality be in you. Let this be the inclination of your heart. Let this be the life that you live. Remember the scripture that says we have the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. Let this be your mentality. Let it be, let this be the inclination of your heart. Let, let this be your lifestyle. Let it, let this be the life that you live. And what is the description of the life that Jesus lived for our example? He says that though he was God, he did not hold on to that status. He did not hold on to that authority, but he made himself of no reputation. In verse 7, he said, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of man and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow to those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now, we see glory, the Father exalting Jesus, lifting him up and giving him a name above every name. But How did he get there? How did he achieve that? It was the way of crucifixion. It was the way of the cross. Crucifixion precedes resurrection. And the scripture by the Holy Spirit is saying to us that we should take this example. We should live according to this example. We should have the same mind. We should have the same mindset. We should live such a lifestyle. We should live a life of sacrifice. A life of humility, a life of obedience, the humility of Christ going to the cross, the obedience of Christ going to the cross, the sacrifice of Christ going to the cross. We should have the humility of Christ, the obedience of Christ. We have to have the same mind that Jesus had. Is that mind, that inclination of his heart, That submission to the will of the Father that brought in glory. So if we're going to experience the glory of resurrection, if we're going to experience the power of resurrection, we have to live the life of crucifixion. The life of crucifixion. We have to go the way of the cross. And again, this is our victory. This strategy, the way of the cross is God's strategy for our victory. The way of the cross is God's strategy for our victory. The way of the cross is God's strategy for our glory. The humility of Christ going to the cross, the obedience of Christ going to the cross, the sacrifice of Christ going to the cross brought in to glory. 
brought into glory. So we have been asked to live a life of humility, a life of obedience, a life of sacrifice, a life of humility, a life of obedience, a life of sacrifice. Let the cross of Christ walk in you. Let the cross of Christ walk in you. The cross of Christ is is also the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God. Not the wisdom of the world. It's the wisdom of God. The cross of Christ is the wisdom of God to destroy the works of the devil. Humility is the wisdom of God. It's a principle of the kingdom of God. Obedience is the wisdom of God. It's a principle in the kingdom of God. Sacrifice is the wisdom of God. It's a principle of the kingdom of God. So crucifixion precedes resurrection, just as gentleness precedes greatness. And humility precedes honor. If you're looking for honor, humble yourself. If you're looking for greatness, be gentle. The scripture says, your gentleness has made me great. If you're looking for success, prepare to sacrifice. To the degree you sacrifice, you will experience success. Crucifixion precedes resurrection just as suffering precedes glory. Crucifixion precedes resurrection just as planting precedes harvest. You got to plant, you got to sow before you can be looking for harvest. You can't be looking for harvest having not sown. That's not the way to go. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. It says, And I, brethren, now before an I, brethren, is chapter 1 from verse 26, talking about the strategy of God in using the foolish things of the world to shame the wise and using the weak things of the world to put to shame the things that are mighty and the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God chooses to bring to nothing the things that are, that are. This is the start strategy of God. This is the wisdom of God. This is what God does. God uses foolish things, weak things, nonsensical things, things that don't make sense. Amen. So if the word of God doesn't make sense to you, but it's the truth, just do it. Just follow it. Just obey it. Even though it doesn't make sense. If you will obey it, God will use it to give you glory. God will use it to give you victory. That is your victory. Amen. So, Apostle Paul was talking about how the strategy of God in bringing about his glory. So, in chapter 2, he said, And high brethren, because of that, and high brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech, of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. When I came to you, I didn't come with, you know, with great philosophy, with great speech, with eloquence. In fact, I was even weak. I was not feeling so good. I had been persecuted before I got to you. I was shaking. But at the same time, I submitted myself in obedience to God and ministered to you, depending on the cross, depending on the power of the cross, depending on the power of God. So when I came, I determined not to know anything among you. I was not looking for who 
was this or that. I was not looking for anything. I was not asking, okay, who is the mayor of the city here? You know, who has a degree here? Who is educated here? Who has money here? Who is noble among you? Who is the governor among you? I was not looking for the glory of man in you. I was not looking for your worldly affairs, your worldly glory. In verse 2, it says, For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. That is all that mattered to me. That is all that mattered to me. And because that was what my focus was, God manifested his power among you. So it says in verse 4, My speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. That your faith, should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Paul is saying here that he depended on God completely. He depended on the Spirit. He depended on, on, on the cross of Christ, the power of the cross, the cross. That the only thing that he wanted to know among them was that they knew Christ. And they, they knew the power of crucifixion. They knew the power of crucifixion. Of course, if you know the power of crucifixion, you will know the power of resurrection. I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus and him crucified. So that was all that he relied on or that was all that he wanted to know. That was all that he was interested in. And he just preached to them a simple message, relying on the power of the cross. And God manifested his power among them. So now he's saying to them, do not rely on the wisdom of men. Rely on the power of God. And what is the power of God? What is the power of God? In chapter 1 verse 18, the power of God is the message of the cross. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, to those who are being saved, it is the power of God. The power of God is the message of the cross. So Paul is saying to them, I want your faith not to rest in the wisdom of men, not to rest in psychology, not to rest in philosophy, not to rest in your intellect, not to depend on what you can understand, what you can reason out, what you can feel, what you can touch. I don't want your faith to rest or to be on what you can see, what you can touch, what you can experience emotionally. I want your faith to rest on the power of God, the power of the cross, which will cause you to experience the power of resurrection. Our faith in God, Paul is saying, our faith in God, not faith in science, not faith in technology, not faith in people, not faith in things, our faith in God. Let your faith be in God. My brothers and sisters, in this trying time, let your faith be in God.